Hello, everybody. Welcome to Ben Again, Volume 16. It's been a month. I'm back for another. I have the house to myself, and so I thought, well, two things. One, I'm left here alone, so my penis has no chance. He is getting beat. And two, I'm going to record a podcast because, I don't know about you, but um, recording a video or an audio file or, you know, anything in which you would normally just be alone with your phone when there is also somebody at home, it's weird, it's awkward, and it makes me feel like a giant douche. That is why I wait until I have time alone to record a podcast. I can't imagine sitting here talking into this microphone to you people who aren't here. I mean, you're in the microphone. I'm in your ears. I can't imagine doing that with somebody around. It, w it would just be fucking awkward. So, anyway, that's what I'm doing. <clears throat> we got a... Uh, plethora. No, a multitude. No, a cornucopia of things to cover today. And, uh, well, um, thoughts, considerations, rules, regulations, and just all around what's okay and what's not okay uh, with regards to friendship, family, what boundaries are there, um, what lines may or may not be crossed, what deals can be made. More on that later. Basically, uh, relationship, what's okay, what's not. That's what we'll be getting into. I have a couple of specific stories that I will be sharing um, in light of recent events. In fact, just in the last month, since the last podcast, these things have taken place. And uh, as many people as I have talked to about them, I have not disclosed a lot of details. I just sort of keep it Generally speaking, I don't want to use specific names. You know me. Names aren't important. But I just kind of try to ask people, so I've got this friend, or I've got this family member, and this is what's going on, and that's what I'll be sharing with you. I will give you all of the details without the unnecessary details like names and specifics. And then you can sit and think, man, this is how I would have handled this, because there have been, I don't know, 10, 12 people involved in this circle of drama, and... Everybody seems to have a different opinion. Everybody. Like, for the most part, people might agree with this or that, but everybody thinks something different, and this is a unique situation. So I am happy to share it. Um, but before we get into that, I just want you to know that I did see this earlier. I saw a 13-year-old girl on Facebook post about how she needs a real man. Yeah. No, you need to do your homework. The fuck are you talking about? I need a man. That's gross. You're 13. Grow up first. When you're 18, plenty of men will be happy to court you, to try to woo you into the bedroom. But you're 13. Do your fucking homework. Be a kid. And I saw a boy. A boy said, quote, bitches will ruin your life, unquote. The boy was 14. I just thought I would share that with you guys. Young kids, they grow up too soon. They do. Or at least they think they do. We know that they're not actually grown up. Another thing I was wondering, how much do they know about you when they pull up your profile on the computer screen? Like when you walk into the doctor's office and they're like, what's your name? Uh, ben Bransner. And then they type in your name. And I, mean, I always wonder, because I don't see the screen, like what the fuck is on that screen? I bet it's a lot of shit. It's like your entire medical history, the your you know your bills if you're behind or if you, if it went to collections or you know there's just so much shit that I think they see. I doubt it just pops up my name and my birthday. They're like, 
you have a three o'clock appointment with Dr. Hess? And I'm like, yeah, what else do you know? What else is in there that you know about me? It's weird. Next time you go into an office, a bank, a doctor, whatever, and they pull up your, quote, file, unquote, just, what are they looking at? It bothers me. Like, are you aware that I had a back surgery uh, earlier this year and I have not paid a single dollar of it because my insurance ran out just before the surgery from my insurance from work and it was like fucking $18,000 and I'm like, I'm not paying that. You can keep sending these fucking things in the mail. What else do you know about me? Ah. I don't know. Maybe I'm just paranoid. And and not really because I don't give a fuck. They can know everything. If there is, If they somehow downloaded nude pictures of me, I don't know how they would get them because I don't take those, but if they somehow did, I wouldn't doubt it. I think they know everything. I think everything about me and my entire life video that is recorded because this is the Truman Show is on that file. And they always have like this poker face when they're reading through it. They're like, oh, there's a picture of his dick. He's white. Huh, that sucks. Six inches? What, what are you going to please with that? Nothing. Uh, yeah, yeah, your appointment. Yeah, I don't know. Another random thought because this is how my brain works. How fucking hilarious and fun would it be to rig an STD test? You know, people often go in, they get tested, they might have slept with somebody, and the next morning they're a little itchy where they shouldn't be. So you go in, you get tested, right? I've never had an STD. I've only been tested once, and I mean, I've only been with seven girls, so it makes sense. I'm not like a giant slut walking around with crusty, infested crotch syndrome. C-I-C-S. Is that a real thing? Well, anyway, I just think it would be fucking hilarious to get a sample of every single STD known to man. Keep it in my pocket. Go in to the doctor, request a an STD test. They'll give me the cup to pee in or the swab or whatever. And then I'll take it into the bathroom and I will rub a little bit of every sample of all STDs known to man on there and then hand it to them with a straight face and then go home and wait for the phone call because, oh my God, it would be so funny. They would call and they'd be like, hey, uh, so, so, uh, we have your results here and, uh, we just want you to know that you have hepatitis A, B, C, herpes, syphilis, gonorrhea, crabs, AIDS, HIV, you have everything. And I'd be like, oh, shit, wow. I mean, thanks for telling me. Gosh, I should probably probably get that fixed. <laughs> It'd be fucking hilarious. <clears throat> Excuse me. I sucked a dick earlier. I have purple hair now, so I'm gay, so I suck dick. And apparently that's how that works. I keep getting made fun of. So uh, Chantel and Taylor, they got this hair dye that was like 90% brunette, with a, a hint of burgundy in it, so kind of like a purple. And I was thinking as they were dyeing hair, like, might as well just throw some of that in my hair. I wouldn't mind having darker hair because I'm kind of balding, and I thought maybe if the hair is darker, it won't look so thin, you know, because I kind of have this blonde hair. So they dyed my hair, and mine turned out purple, straight purple, not brunette at all. Chantal's turned out brunette with, like, a splash of, like, maybe a just a tiny little bit of purple. And I'm like, okay, that's cute. And mine straight out, straight up turned purple. Like, if, if a gay guy farts and you take that gas and you rub it in your hair, just straight purple. And so I look like a giant homosexual and 
even for a guy who doesn't give a fuck about anything, it's embarrassing. I have to explain to everybody, yeah, I messed up. I didn't mean to look like a homo. Because, you know, it matters what your hair color starts out with. Like, she started out brunette, so it couldn't change much. I started out, like, blonde, so it absorbed, like, a shit ton of the purple. And so I have a bunch of uh, cum in my throat right now. So if I clear throat, my throat, uh, you know, more than once or twice, and I know that gets annoying because I hate when people do it when I listen to them, so I try to avoid doing that. But anyway, that's why I will be clearing my throat from time to time. So, yeah, struggles. The struggles of a fucking white guy. Anywho, on this day, let's do it. Today is Sunday, June 24th, 2018. On this day in 1997... The, we'll call it the Air Force, but it's just, you know, the United States government in general. Uh, if you remember, do you remember the Roswell incident? I'm sure most people at least vaguely know a little bit about it. I know a fair share. As I was reading through the On This Day material, I already knew everything I saw, so it didn't really go into detail. It just kind of touched on it, so I will do the same. In 1947, July, I don't remember the date. It didn't say on there, but that's when it was. Uh, July in 1947... I believe it was the 8th. Anyway, uh, the Air Force announced or released a statement that they recovered the remains of a quote-unquote disc-like object, and there may or may not have been a body or two recovered as well. And this was the statement, the official statement from the United States Air Force. And the next day it was printed up that uh, this fucking shit was found and whatnot. And then later on, they, they being the government, they being, you know, the, the powers that be, they decided to change the story and say, no, it wasn't a flying disc, there was no body, it was just a weather balloon, your basic-ass weather balloon. And so this led a lot of people to believe, man, that's fucked up, they be keeping secrets from us and shit, yo. And to this day, uh, the government slash Air Force maintains that no remains were brought to Area 51, there was no body, no artificial alien technology, nothing like that, despite everybody believing, uh, you know, contrary to that, because the initial release was, well, this is some fucked up shit we found, we're going to backward, back engineer this and see what we can do with it, this is great technology, and then all of a sudden, no, it was just a weather balloon. The uh, best, most well-trained Air Force in the world did honestly mistake this disc-like object with a body in it. And then they went, oh, shit, never mind. That's not a disc-like object with a body in it. That's just a weather balloon. What were we thinking? So anyway, on this day in 1997, 50 years after the Roswell incident took place, you know, Roswell, New Mexico. I don't know if I mentioned that. That's the city. And uh, 50 years later, they released a 1,000-page paper. They, again, I keep using that word. That's a pronoun. It's an acceptable pronoun because they identify as the Air Force. And so I will refer to them as the Air Force. They... They released a, like a, a closing sort of no more conspiracy theories. They, they were just saying, hey, this is an official document. There was nothing funky going on. It was a weather balloon. And why it took 50 years for them to do that, nobody knows. Can people continue to believe that it was indeed something fucked up and that there's a reason why nobody is allowed on Area 51 except for people with a certain clearance or sort of uh, rank in the military. I don't know. I think it's all goofy. I think that there must have been some fucked up shit because 
I'm intelligent enough to distinguish between a weather balloon and a disc-like object with a dead body? I, th I think so. I mean, I'd like to believe it. I'm smarter than the average person. But then again, the average person's fucking retarded. If you think about how stupid the average person is, just the middle-of-the-line average Joe, not very good at English, not very good at math, just your average person, half the world is stupider than that. So really, to say you're smarter than average really isn't saying much. But I, I do think that there must have been something goofy going on with that, uh, that incident in Roswell, New Mexico. That is our On This Day segment, and I have given you my greeting and my salutations, and so we are going to move right on in to the two stories, I suppose. Two separate stories, and we will just call them Story 1 and Story 2. And I will preface these so that you have enough of a background to know sort of where everything's at. I won't just jump around. I will fill you in. I will fill you up like a big black man fills up a little white girl. There's a bunch of those uh, porns. I recently was looking for a good video, you know, to, to crank one out. And th that seems to be like the most prevalent shit. And I don't want to see that. That's just depressing. I could never do that to a white girl. They give her like these Pringles cans. And so it's like not really a like a hot genre or fetish because it's so depressing. It's like, I can't do that. <laughs> so anyway. But it's also not fun to watch porn when the dude has a tiny dick because you know she's not enjoying that. It's just silly. So, okay. How, how and where to start this? So I have a circle of friends. In our circle of friends, which is now significantly smaller than it was a month ago because people dropped sort of off like flies and sort of lost touch and it's just not as tight-knit as it was before due to certain things. And that's fine. Life happens. But we in our circle of friends were respectful to each other. We had guidelines. We had boundaries. We had borders. Tell me if this is okay. If it is, I will proceed. If it's not, I will not proceed. That is kind of how we operate and I believe that's that's a great way to operate on any level. But in our circle of friends, one friend who shall not be named, uh, had an ex-girlfriend who started showing up to the group events once or twice a week and hanging out and maybe not understanding fully boundaries or respecting boundaries for multiple people at the party. And he did not like this. He originally, from the start, didn't really want her to be a part of this because, I mean, who wants to hang out with their ex when you're trying to have a good time? Not me. I'd probably get in a fight with mine. She was a cunt. And so I don't know how it got brought up, but I'm sure it was because his ex was being flirty. And then somewhere down the line, the conversation became uh, that so one other person in my circle of friends, who was also a friend, said, hey, um, would it be all right if I had sex with your ex? Because it seems she is showing interest and I am your friend first and we talk about this and we make agreements and anything that you're not comfortable with it won't happen but I thought I would just you know bring this up it's a long shot most people would not say yes to their friends fucking their ex let alone anybody yeah go fuck my ex that's a weird stance to have you might call it beta you might call it just like way too open-minded because I perp honestly I, I if anybody said hey can I fuck your ex I'd be like First of all, it's not up to me. She's an adult. 
I mean, they're adults. I have more than one ex. They're adults. It's up to their consent, not mine. But if you're asking for my blessing, I'm going to say no. No, because it's just you're my friend and it'll cause problems. And I just, you don't need to. There's plenty of vagina in the sea. You don't need to bang this particular vagina. So that would have been my answer. But when this friend approached this other friend and said, can I fuck your ex? The friend whose ex was in question to be fucked said, I don't give a fuck. Fuck her. I don't care. I'm not jealous. I'm not insecure. Uh, it won't, I mean, I'd be fine, right? Just fuck her. Fuck her all you want. So this other friend, he made sure he's, he wanted to reiterate that, you know, I, I, I'm going to do this if you say I can. I'm not just joking. You know, I, I will put my penis inside of your ex's vagina if you give me your blessing. And the guy said again, I don't give a fuck, you know, go ahead. So at this point, I will pause. Think about that. If, if one of your friends came up to you and said, can I have sex with your ex? He or she has been, you know, sort of hinting that he or she wants my penis or vagina. You know, insert genders however you will. Would you say yes? I personally would say fuck no. It's not up to me, it's up to her. I don't control who has sex with her. I'm not her, you know, parent. I'm, she's an adult. If, if she consents and you consent, I mean, I, I guess I can't stop you, but if you're asking for my blessing, I would say no. What would you say? Would you say, yeah, fucking fuck him or fuck her, I don't care. And it's, it's not really an insecurity thing. It's not a jealousy thing. It's not like, oh, what if you do better than I did and then she thinks less of me? It's nothing like that, although I'm sure some people do think that way. For me, it would just be like, I don't like uh, three of my four exes. One of them, I adore. She's great. Three of them, I can't get along with. I don't talk to, I don't, you know. So I would just say, no, it's going to cause problems. Like, please find another vagina, put your penis in. Okay, so we will continue on. So after uh, this guy says, yeah, go ahead and fuck her. I don't care. Well, then this guy's ex started showing up more. Um, after the blessing was given to go ahead and bang her like a drum whenever you want, she must have taken that as, okay, I'm officially part of the group now. I am in the circle of friends because it went from just occasionally to pretty much every time there was a get-together, she was there. And then there was a lot of uh, PDA, a public display of affection. Uh, not only was this friend banging this friend's ex, but they were doing sexual stuff in front of everybody at the parties. And so the friend whose ex is getting railed is, is seeing this and it's in front of him and it's in his face. And that would already be a bummer to me. I'd be like, I don't want to see that. It already sucks because breakups cause heartbreak and pain and now you're reliving this every time you're just trying to hang out and have a good time it's like literally in your face you're watching your friend uh, do shit to her and she's all over him or whoever else or, you know and so at this point I'm thinking Ash you I'm thinking <laughs> no names I'm thinking you stupid fucker why would you say yes like you should have known that would cause problems you're a smart guy you know and so clearly he's bothered by it but you know the hanging out continues the hanging out continues and I feel bad for this guy. I'm like, yeah, I know that you said yes and that you, you said yes like five times when completely grilled about it, but I still feel bad because that sucks. You know, human to human, whether we're friends or not, I just understand that that would hurt me, so I understand that it hurts you and that that sucks, right? And uh, so then he starts to change his mind. He takes his stance back. He goes, yes, I, I know we had a gentleman's agreement. I know we... Uh, talked about this more than once and I said go ahead fucker but 
I am changing my mind. I have decided that this is affecting me negatively, it hurts my feelings, it sucks that my friend is doing this in front of me to my ex, and he goes, I retract my statement. I take it back. I no longer am giving you my blessing to put your penis inside of her vagina, and her mouth, and her butt, and wherever else it is going. And then the friend who is getting said vagina goes, wait, wait, no, no, it doesn't work that way. You said I could. And not only did you say I could, you said I could any time, and you said it more than once. We were very clear. This was a sober discussion. This was a drunk discussion. This was all sorts of different, you know, phases of reality discussion. There was no point at any time did you say, I'm not going to be okay with this. And so, a sort of uh, a barrier arises between these two friends. And I can see both sides. I... I'm honestly on the fence, and if I had to pick a side, I don't know if I could, and that's partially why I'm discussing this, because it's 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 good uh, food for thought. You can put yourself in each position in the story as it progresses, and you can go, okay, this is what I would do, this is what I would have done, hindsight. Anyway, so then the friend goes, okay, well, I, I've already told you that this is hurting my feelings, and I'm trying to take back what I said about how I gave you permission, and if you can't respect that, that, then you're not really being a good friend, and it hurts me, so I'm going to voluntarily withdraw myself from this group, until further notice, until you stop putting your penis inside of my ex. And the other friend says, well, fucking bye, you know, you said I could, and I'm not apologizing to anybody, and this isn't something you can take back. He, when I spoke with him multiple times about this, he gave me some analogies like once you agree to do a job, uh, you're going to get paid for this job. You don't start the job and then halfway through they go, oh, never mind, I'm not paying you. You know, certain things like that. And it makes sense if you're looking at it from a business perspective. If you're looking at it as a friend, then that doesn't really apply. I mean, the principle is one thing. You said I could do this, so I'm going to keep doing it no matter what forever and ever. Well. I mean, not all deals are in stone, and I didn't see any contract or any paperwork for this. I didn't see it carved into stone, so to me, this is a deal that could be retracted. But it doesn't mean that I agree with or disagree with either of these friends who are at odds, and they, they are still friends. They might not be talking right now, but I have heard from both of them individually that they would love to still be friends, and they would love to sort of mend these wounds, and that they miss each other. One has told me on more than one occasion that he misses the other friend, and it's just too bad that a girl has come between them, especially his ex, because, you know, we don't like our exes for the most part. So, then uh, friend A, who is banging friend B's girlfriend, he goes, no, fuck it, I'm going to continue putting my penis there because it feels good and I, I like her and, you know, whatever. And I understand that. I get it. If if you catch feelings or if, if you're just sticking to principle like you said I could, that's fine. I mean, if that's your stance, you're not really doing anything wrong. Uh, mo morally, maybe could be a different story, but on paper, you're not doing anything wrong. So nobody can really judge you if you take that stance. And I had this discussion with multiple people. Even if uh, the majority of people don't really care for this girl, they still understand that this guy is taking a hard stance and he is saying, uh, I'm going to because you said I could. And that meant something to me. Your word meant something to me. You said I could do this, so I'm going to, and I'm not taking it back. I will continue, or not to, you know, continue to bang her at my leisure. And that's just how it is. So I, I half agree with this friend. I mean, I, I get it. 
and I half don't. But then when it comes to the friend who agreed, he agreed that you can bang my ex. I'm, I'm on the fence with him too. I'm like, hey, uh, I get it. People have the right to have their feelings hurt. They have the right to change their mind. This wasn't a contract in stone. You should be able to pull him aside and say, hey, we're friends. Can we, can we really not let this, you know, this vagina get between us? I get it. But I also understand that he was dumb enough to say, yeah, go ahead, fuck her, I don't care. Like, clearly you cared. So why did you say, go ahead and do it? Not one bit of me believes that he's 100% okay with people, especially friends, having sex with his ex. Especially, and now it's confirmed, that he wasn't. Because, I mean, it's not normal. It's not normal for a person to go, yeah, I 100% don't care. Fuck my ex, fuck my mom, fuck my aunt, fuck my, you know, girlfriend. It's weird. So to me, when he said, yeah, go ahead and do it, I didn't believe him. I did not believe that he fully was okay with it. And it turns out he wasn't. I was right. It was an instinct thing. It was an instinct call. I made that sort of comparison in my head as it was happening. And now, I mean, sure enough, down the road here we are with problems. So we'll pause again. Who do you, and not that I'm asking you to take sides because none of us took sides. We are still friends with both individuals and we understand that it is likely that's, you know, one day they'll be friends again or hanging out, you know, talking. But for, for the time being, who would you say you lean more toward as far as siding with? Would you say that friend A is right because he got permission, he asked more than once, he was respectful about it, he didn't cross any lines, he is following the, the rule of principle, and he made a deal and he just wants, wants it so that the deal isn't you know taken back because he is fulfilling his end? Or do you side more with the friend who is going, you know, I tried to be nice and let you fuck my ex because I realized that vagina feels good, but now that I realize it hurts my feelings, I'm asking you as a friend to just not do that and I feel like that's something that I would do for you, da-da-da. So, you know, put yourself in both of those positions. How would this go? When asked by friend B, well, what would you do in my situation if you gave your permission for your friend? I said, hold on, I'm going to stop you right there. I would never be in this position in my whole life. You could have asked me when I was 18, and even then I would have had the wisdom to know that this will cause problems. I like my friends, I love my friends, but I don't love them or like them enough to just be like, yeah, fuck all the girls I've fucked, because I know that causes problems. So my answer to him was, dude, I would never be in this position. You can't ask me what I would do now, now that it's already, I wouldn't be here. I would never say, yes, go fuck my ex. I would love it if you would rail my ex and make her moan in the room next to me. That'd be great. It would make my night. I, I, I can't do that. That's not me. So I, I'm, I'm on the fence. I, I get both sides. I do. I, I, I couldn't tell either one of them that I fully agree with them or disagree with them. And I don't take neutral stances. I don't do that because I feel like that's the coward's way out. I always have an opinion. And on this particular subject, I, I obviously have an opinion, but I, I could not say I'm 100% on your side or your side. It's a tough position to be in. It's unique. I don't think this happens very often. The only uh, thing I could compare this to in my life was when I found out that for the last three weeks, someone I called friend and someone I called girlfriend at the time were sleeping together. That wasn't really brought up to me. 
Obviously, I wouldn't have said that's okay. It wasn't really a discussion. It was happening while I was at work. Neither of them had a job. And each night when I would go work nights, I would come home and she'd be awake. And I wouldn't really think anything of it. And I was later told by a friend and neighbor of those two, because they lived kind of close to each other, that every night they would spend time together. As soon as I would leave for work, she would walk over there or he would walk over there. So my... My thing really isn't comparable. I mean, they betrayed me, and if I ever see one of them again, I will ignore them unless he or she starts something, and then I'm going to feed them their teeth. But that's not because I want to. I don't, I don't want to hurt them. I don't hate them. It's a matter of principle, and I'm a fan of principle. I have to do it. I have to do it because pride means something, and honor means something. Life is a battlefield, right? If you're not on my side, then you're against me. And if you are just trying to make my life miserable or cause harm to me, or you know, I, I have to take care of you. You know, to a certain extent. I'm not going to dexter them. They won't disappear and never be heard from again, but, you know, they, they might be a little sore the next day. You know, both of them. Fuck them. Anyway, let's not get sidetracked. So here we are, what, fucking three weeks down the road from this, maybe four now, I don't know. And they're still not talking. To my knowledge, I mean... The last I heard, they were not talking, these two friends of mine. And I guess I'm okay with it. Uh, ultimately, it's they're adults. The three of them have something they need to work out. If they don't, then they don't. But if they do, I mean, I really hope they do. They're good friends. I think they are better friends than they give each other credit for. Because, I mean, from the start, just hanging out, we, we, we all clicked. It was, a, it was a good chemistry. And we had this thing called the Quadcast, which was, you know, four members... And we sit around a table. Occasionally, we have a guest, but we sit around and talk about things, and people like it. It was a it was a cool atmosphere. People tune in. They they talk back and forth with us. The quadcast is no more. That's too bad. I miss it. I'm sure they do too. But you know, a, a girl literally did get between these two. Whether that was her intention or not, I don't think so. I don't think that she was being vindictive or mean about this. I think she was just hanging out, and she found out she liked a guy. That's my theory. I mean, there are some girls out there who are vindictive and who would try to hurt their ex's feelings and go about it like that, but I don't think this one did. I think that she just truly does like this guy, and he seems to like her, and so who am I to say that they shouldn't go for it, you know? If two people like each other and care about each other, then that's called monogamy, and you should root for that, because I don't like sluts, I don't like whores, I don't like people who just sleep around. When I see a couple, I'm rooting for them. I'm like, yeah, stay together cool because monogamy is cool to me what do you think about that it's a weird situation it's really weird if you're in the circle of friends and it affects everybody because it's just awkward you can cut the tension with a knife there's an elephant in the room every time you talk to one or the other eh, it's it's unfortunate and like i said first off i would never be in the position of friend b because i would never say go ahead fuck my girlfriend so i wouldn't have to later on be like oh this is kind of bothering me i didn't think of what you know i i would never be in that position and as far as friend a if a girl who dated one of my friends was trying to fuck me i guess i would have no problem asking you know my friend i'd be like dude if you don't want me to just say so and i'll tell her to fuck off you're my friend and you're my friend first and I value our friendship, so if you say no, then I'm not going to. You don't have to worry about it, you don't have to be, you know, losing sleep over it, I'll promise you, as a friend, that I will not fuck her. But she wants to fuck me, so if you're okay with it, I am going to destroy her. <laughs> I'm white, so I shouldn't use that word. 
you can't really destroy a chick with a six-inch wiener. You can, like, give her a good dickin', but, okay, so I wouldn't say destroy. I will pleasure her to the best of a white man's abilities. If I was black, I would say, I'm gonna tear that up, girl. Yeah, you gonna get this dick. This big old floppy dick. Anyway, yeah, I hang out with black people once in a while, but they don't sound like that. So I, I, I see both, you know? I see both sides. I get it. I'm not mad at either of them. And... And so this friend A said, you know, if you were a good friend, you would be like, okay, I get it. I'm not going to fuck her anymore. There's plenty of random vagina. I don't need to bang this particular girl. And I said, wait a second. The level of friendship matters. Not all friendships are created equal. So if I'm fucking a guy's girlfriend... You know, after I was given permission, of course, because I wouldn't just do it. I'm not a jerk. If I'm fucking her, and then the guy goes, Dude, we've been friends for two months. Will you stop fucking her? I'd be like, fucking get out of here. Two months? Shit. This is good vagina. I like her. I'm going to continue nailing her. Two months of friendship does not outweigh me getting unlimited vagina whenever I want it, and I like this girl. So you can get lost. You can stay my friend or you can get lost. I'm not going to stop fucking her. So the level of friendship matters. If it's a guy I've been friends with for five years and he goes, dude, can you not? I'd be like, yeah, I get it. Uh, you said I could and I was, but you're my friend. I value our friendship. I will stop. Thanks, dude. And then everything carries on as normal. To me, that totally matters. That That's important. It's fair of me to say that. It matters. The value of friendship, it matters. The how, how much you like the girl matters. There are other factors, but I was just giving you guys, on the surface, you know, my my perspective. And then, you know, you, you talk amongst other people. And I assured both of my friends, both of these two, that I will not allow anyone to talk shit about either of them. And no one has. I mean, everybody has been an adult about it. Certain people agree with this and don't agree with that, and they have opinions about her, and, you know, I, I understand all that, but nobody has talked shit. So I have been proud of my circle of friends. They have kept it uh, professional, you know. You can disagree with somebody and not insult them. And I, you know, I promise both these guys I will not, any, not allow anyone to talk shit about you. If I see it or hear it, I'll, I'll stop it. And I haven't had to. I haven't had to say, whoa, don't talk about him like that or him like that. And so that's cool. But I just wanted them to know that they can feel safe knowing that no one is, like, throwing dirt on their name. This is just a situation that's unique, and it'll either get taken care of or it won't, and yeah, cool. So I tried to be, like, not the moderator, but the mediator. Just someone who's just trying to make this go as smoothly as it can. And that's, uh, you know, where we're at right now. I don't really have anything further to offer you guys... <clears throat> But I will move on to story number two here. Story number two, also, no names because, you know, first, last names aren't important. And in this case, first names are not important because, <laughs> because anyone who listens to this would already know just with the first name. Uh, you know, even if you've just watched the podcasts, the quadcasts, and you listen to this, you don't even have to know me that well personally. You just have one name and you'll know who I'm talking about. So I will just tell you that there are two pretty young ladies and these pretty young ladies one of them is officially in a relationship with her man and the other one is not officially in a relationship but she is monogamous 
to another guy. Her and this guy have an agreement that while they are roommates, they will not go be fucking around on anybody else. So it's like an unofficial relationship. Call it what you want. These two aren't together, the other two are. So anyway, these two pretty young ladies, eh, they like to kiss each other. They like to touch each other. Eh, we'll leave it at that. I don't need to give you any more details than that. But uh, both guys have given their blessing and their okay that these two young ladies, whenever they have those lesbo urges, they can do whatever they want. Fucking go crazy. Tackle her. Rrr, eat her pussy. Do your thing. And both guys from the start have maintained their stance. Do it. Don't care. Won't get jealous. That's kind of hot. I'm cool with it, right? Uh, both girls have given consent. We're all adults here. Consent of your body is number one. It doesn't matter what anyone else says. Number one, consent for your body. Both girls have maintained the same position. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure they've done more than one position, but, you know, they've maintained the same stance on, you know, this is what I'm cool with. We, we, we've set boundaries. Uh, this is what I'm not cool with. Here's the line I'm willing to cross. Here is a line that I will not cross, but I will go up to it. I mean, if you do know who these two are, it is important that I mention that they're not full-on lesboing out. They're just doing, like, first and second base shit. I mean, they're not, like, strap-oning and dildoing each other's asses. and It's not hardcore lesbo stuff. It's just, like, two drunk girls, you know, who kind of like girls. And so they go a little crazy on each other from time to time. Well, anyway, the reason why this is a story is because recently... Uh, I don't know if the alcohol is to blame or what. Recently, I, who is one of the guys in this story, I can say my own name, it's my podcast, I am the guy who is not officially with the girl. So my opinion on what she does or my consent or my blessing, it doesn't matter. I've been asked it by all three of these other people in the story, the guy, his girl, you know, and this girl. I've been asked by all three of them, are you sure you're okay with if this takes place? And I, I don't care. I don't give a fuck. I don't care about anything. Like, I'm, I'm maybe I'm too laid back about life. I don't know, but I just, I could not stress enough that I just don't care. I'm cool with it. Do your thing, girl. Girls. Well, uh, on multiple occasions... I have been accused of being the sort of one pulling the strings, the puppeteer, the orchestrator of these two girls getting freaky. I have been accused of being the one who's making it happen, to use their her words, or encouraging it to happen. And I recently had a talk with this girl, who I am no longer with, but sort of in an open, you know, unofficial relationship with. I, I told her, you know what, I don't care if you do stuff with her, I don't care where you do it, I don't care when it happens, I just don't want to be a part of it. Three times I have been told that, quote, I made them do it, like I'm some sort of mind controller, like I'm making them kiss each other and grab each other. I have been told I am encouraging it to happen. I have been told I am setting up the situation so that they have to just be all over each other. And... Not once has it happened, so it bothered me. And it bothered me to the point where it actually became an argument with said girl. 
I don't take well to being told I feel a certain way when I'm the only one who knows how I feel. You know what I mean? I, I'm not a mind reader. I'll never tell you how you feel. Only you know how you feel. And I am not responsible for what I say or how you interpret what I say. I'm only responsible for what I mean. Does that make sense? I, I'm responsible only for like my sentiment. If you take it the wrong way, I don't give a fuck. That's your problem. So I pulled this girl aside and I said, look, if you're going to make me, you're going to make me out to be the, the guy who is like making you do this. That sounds like I'm like a third wheel rapist or something. Like I'm pulling the strings like, yeah, grab her boob, squeeze her tits. <laughs> Never once have I told them go crazy on each other. Never once have I been like, fucking lick her pussy, you know? I've never once encouraged or made or set things up so that it had to happen that way. I don't even know how that's possible. That's just what was told to me. You set it up so that the scenario would end in us doing this. And I'm like, motherfucker, you are very mm, childish about this. You're an adult. You gave your consent. You said you like it. You and her have talked about it. You guys agreed that you like it. You do it. Even if it's most of the time or only when you're drunk, you too still do it. No one's mashing your heads together. No one's locking you in a room with a camera and being like, fuck each other or you're not leaving. None of that is happening. We are four adults and two of these adults are female and they like touching each other and kissing each other. And that's, you know, that's their call. And so for someone to tell me I'm making them do it, I was like, shut the fuck up. You are so retarded. It annoyed the shit out of me because I don't orchestrate these things. I, I don't, I'm not a porn video maker. I'm not a, you know, I'm not filming a play like, and then the girl grabbed her boob, grab her boob. You know, I'm not, I'm not in charge. I'm not the director. I occasionally have seen a couple of things, but girl on girl really isn't my thing. Like it's hot if they're attractive. I don't want to see two cows or nasty lesbians go at it, but these two pretty girls kissing each other is pretty cool to see. I admit that, but I, I'm, well, I'm very okay if I don't see it. And I don't think they understood this before this talk happened. I think they think that us guys, and I will not speak for the other guy, but I think they thought that they were somehow doing us a favor by doing this in front of them, or that we should be thankful, or that we owe them something like, ooh, look what you get to watch. And so I said that the other night. I said, I don't give a fuck if you guys kiss. In 15 seconds, I can Google something way more hardcore and way hotter than anything you two have to offer. I'm not into girl-on-girl -girl stuff. It's cool, but I just want you to know that I'm out. I'm backing out of this. I'm no longer going to be a witness. I am no longer going to be around it. If you two want to do stuff, I'll leave the room. Go ahead. Go crazy on each other. Do, do your thing. But I, I, I refuse to be told that I'm the one making it happen or I'm the one encouraging it when that's never been the case, not once. And neither has the other guy. The other guy hasn't been like, do it, get on her, fuck her. We aren't doing that. These two had it in their head that we needed to see it or that it was so amazing when it's just your basic girl fucking having fun with a girl. I've been seeing that since I was 16. The sluts at the party would be like, who wants to see me kiss a girl? And then they'd make out for attention, not even because they wanted to, but because they were getting attention. That's I've seen this probably 50 times girls making out or grabbing each other in person I, and I don't even search for it online it's not a porn that I watch it's not a fetish, it's not a kink I don't, I, I'm okay with it but I'm, 
I'm not like super turned on by it. I'm just like, yeah, that's pretty hot. Cool. So I told her, uh, if you think that you're somehow doing me a favor by making out with this chick in front of me, then you're wrong. Don't tell me how I feel because you don't know. So I basically told her off in that sense. I was like, I don't want to see it anymore. Fucking do it if you want. I'm out. I am withdrawing myself from this because I'm being accused of like somehow needing it. I promise I don't need it. I, I can find other more quality, more in-depth, more intricate, detailed girls fingering each other and fucking each other. I don't need to see you two kiss. Okay? So get it out of your mind that it's somehow doing me a favor. I'm kind of above that. And then the girl said, Ooh, Mr. Big Shot, you're too good to watch two girls kiss. And I said, well, again, I'm responsible for what I say, not how you interpret what I say. I'm not trying to act like I'm some badass, like I can just have any girl I want, or I, I've seen everything the world has to offer, and, you know, I'm not trying to be that guy. I'm just simply saying, it doesn't matter to me if you kiss or if you don't. It, I, I don't care. It, it's it's, it's kind of hot, but again, don't try to tell me that I'm making it happen or I want it to happen or all this stuff because that's just not how it is. I'm not a virgin. I'm not like, oh shit, I gotta go rub one out or I'm gonna spooge watching this. You know, I'm just like, that's hot. Cool. So I sort of had to put the situation in its place. And I don't know if it's alcohol or what that caused this girl to be telling me that I, I that I am some sort of like perv, like you're making this happen. Like how how am I making this happen? There's tons of people around. You two are consenting adults. You've talked about it sober. You've talked about it drunk. But I'm making it happen. What am I just grabbing your heads and shoving you two together? Like yes, no. So it's just it's just ridiculous. I don't even know why I have to bring this up. It's fucking annoying though. Like I've been around the block enough to know that. I don't need you to kiss another girl. I promise. I'm good. I'm good without it. And this kind of offended her. I don't know why. It turned into an argument. We went for a walk. I just said the W word and my dog lifted his head up because he knows what that means and he loves walks. He did it again. Anyway, we went for a walk at like 2 a.m. And she said, I can see that you're bothered by the discussion we had earlier. And I said, absolutely not. I want to preface this conversation that we were about to have by saying, I'm not bothered. There's no hard feelings. I'm cool. You know? I'm just simply withdrawing. I am no longer a part of you two being all over each other or kissing or making out because no one will ever tell me that I am causing them to fucking do sexual stuff. That just, it doesn't make me sound good. So I'm out, you know? Not the first person to do that either when being accused of something inappropriate to just, to just drop out. Just be like, nope, I'm done. It's happened. Recently. That's all I will say about that. So I guess I understand. I'm just, I fucking, I'm out. Uh, so we had this talk on, on this long walk, and we covered some pre-relationship, during-relationship, and post-relationship material. None of that is relevant to this story. I am merely relaying this to you guys because I don't know if you've been there. I mean, this is not at all like the first story that I told about the two friends, but we, uh, we had an argument, and by we I mean her, because I wasn't arguing. I was cool, I was drunk, I was having a good time. I was playing video games, kicking ass, you know, playing Yahtzee, having a good time. I wasn't going to let my mood be ruined just because two people couldn't figure out what their boundaries were. Two people couldn't figure out 
what they're okay with, who's okay to see it, what they're okay to see. Like certain things we can do, but you guys can't see. Certain things we can see, but you guys can't do. Da 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 da. And I was like, I'm too old for this. I'm out. You know, I'm. I don't need to see this. Instead of being told, Ben, you can see this. Ben, you can touch this. Ben, you can do this, but you can't do that. Instead of being told what I can and can't do, I was just I opted out, and it, it wasn't well received. I guess. I don't know if it was insulting or what, but I'm like, fuck it. I don't need any of this. I'm fucking out. Deal with it. And so when we were getting back to the house, this girl, uh, she like walked away without saying anything and just went into the bedroom. And I was like, bye. I'm level-headed. Cool. Always. And I'm, I'm fine. I, I'm cool. There's no hard feelings on from my perspective. I just simply withdrew voluntarily. And I'm sure she expected me to chase her into the room and talk with her. I'm not chasing anyone. I've never chased anyone in my life. You're mad? Go be mad. Let me know when you're feeling better. We'll talk. If I do something wrong, I will apologize. I will own up to it. I will bite the bullet. But if I do nothing wrong and you're mad, fucking be mad. And put on a cape. Be super mad. I don't give a fuck. You're going to be alone until you come back. So I laid on the couch and listened to a Joe Rogan podcast and part of a uh, Tom Segura, Christina P podcast. And then this girl comes out and she said, will you come to bed with me? And I said, oh, wow, change of tone, change of heart. I mean, you weren't talking to me like this a couple hours ago. What changed? Well, I just, I don't want to be at odds and I don't want to have this issue between us. And I just want you to come to bed with me. Will you come to bed with me? And part of me was happy because that's my only bed. It's my bed, of course. What am I going to do, not go lay in my bed? I was tired. I was like, yes, I accept your apology. <laughs> so, yeah, I was tired, and I, I went and laid down. And then we talked a little bit more about it, uh, just sort of in closing. There was an opener. There was, you know, the main meat of the argument. This was the closer. Uh, we were just sort of sealing off borders. And I, again, reiterated that I'm just not going to be part of it. I don't care. It's it's stupid. I'm 29 years old. I've seen this shit before. I don't need to see it. So I'm out. And that's where my stance is. I will not change my stance. I'm maintaining my stance. You see, when I say something, it's final. I don't... I, I think about it. I don't take it back later and go, oh, I changed my mind. Now it hurts my feelings. Or now I wish I could see you two make out. I... When I say something, it's fucking final. And when people talk shit whether in person or online, in a game, on Facebook, when they talk shit and then later apologize, they have no idea how stupid it makes them look. You do not say anything that you don't mean. And if you say something, you mean it and you mean it all the way, and you do not take it back, you do not apologize, you do not say, well, uh, I was angry, I was in the moment, because that's telling me that you're not in control of your emotions. I don't let that happen. Everything I say, I mean. Even when I get in an argument. I don't blow up and say shit that I regret or that I have to apologize for. I don't. Everything I say, I mean, and I will stick to that. But there are just some people who can't control their emotions. They say shit, and then the next day they're like, I'm sorry I talked like that to you. Well, fucking get a hold of yourself. Get control over your emotions. Do not say something that you don't mean. It makes you look weak. Well, I've never been one to chase anyone, and I will not ever chase anyone. I'm not, I'm not apologizing either. 
burnt bridges to me, eh, they're nothing. 7.5 billion people in the world. You think I give a fuck if three shitty people act shitty to me? I'll be like, bye. Throw some gasoline on this bitch. Watch it burn. We're done. Go. I don't need you. There are so many cool people in the world that, what, am I supposed to lose sleep over you? Bye. You know? And that goes for family, too. My cousin Nikki. What a bitch. I haven't talked to her in three years, and I'll continue not talking to her. It's her loss, not mine. She's unhappy in her life. I know this through the grapevine. Uh, I don't know what to tell her. She cuts off people who are good for her. She treats them badly. Bye, you know? And it's not that I don't forgive, it's just that I don't forget. I'm just too old to be, you know, having these five-hour conversations that really are super cut and dry. This is, this is my boundaries. This is what I'm willing to do. This is who I'm willing to do it in front of. That's it. That's the end of the conversation. What more is there to say? Instead of having it be four hours of talking like, well, I just, I wanted to make sure that you know that if it's this instance, then I will do this. No, just what are you okay with? What are you not? That's all I need to know. We're consenting adults. Nobody will make you do something you don't want to do. Not while I'm around. If anyone's getting rapey or violent towards you and you're my friend or you're a female, I will protect you. I will make sure that if anybody gets hurt, it's them, not you. So to be told that I'm making something happen or that I'm encouraging it, oh, come on, grab her boob. <laughs> I'm not a tool. Uh, that's not me. It's never been me. I laugh at those guys. Those guys are douchebags that like get super excited about girls kissing. It's like, wow, have you ever had vagina? Because that's cool, but it's not as cool as vagina, right? So I had to ensure this girl that nobody will be harming any of these three people in this story besides me while I'm around. I will protect them. I will, and not that they need it, no one's like out to get them, but I, I just, no one will make these people do anything they don't want to do or, or harm them while I'm around. That's, that's all there is to it. You gotta get through me to get to them, and that goes for any of my friends or family. And I might have a bad back. But other than that, you're going to have a tough time. You better bring a gun. Don't send anybody you don't want back. Girth, my dog is sleeping. Um, let's see. What else have we got to cover? We're at 54 minutes. What do you guys think about that? What do you think about that? Is that weird? Should that even have been needed to be brought up? I don't know. Well, I think I'm actually going to wrap it up. And I'll, in closing, I will just tell you guys to listen to the story of Prospero. Google it. It's fucking hilarious. As I was browsing for a good old porn to watch, I saw this video called Prospero. P-R-O-S-P-E-R-O. And I was like, what the fuck? Because it was a cartoon and it was a story. And it was so funny. I was laughing probably louder than I should have been, but it was just ridiculous. So if you're ever bored or you want something, something good to laugh at, check it out. Um, also, it just dawned on me that the phrase I used earlier, I, I said it wrong. It, I stole it from Chil Sonnen, and I don't know who he stole it from, but it's, it's very true. And I think uh, my buddy who also does podcasts, Shannon, would agree with this statement, don't send anybody that you want back. Basically saying, if you're going to fuck with me, 
don't send anybody that you expect to have returned safely. You know, because life is a battlefield. Anyway, that's a cool phrase. That stuck with me a long time ago when he said it. He's a good shit talker. He was like, hey, you can send all the people you want after me. Come at me. Just don't send anybody you want back. Anyway, I will, until next time, be just hanging out with my wang out. And I will talk at you guys. Not to you guys, because we're not talking together. I'll talk at you guys sometime soon, as usual. So have a good Sunday or whatever, and I will talk to you later. Bye.